Let's pray together. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we turn to you with thanksgiving at this very moment. We put our focus on you. We pray against every distractions, all the hindrances, and we lay down our pride, our dreams, our anxieties. We lay them all down at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, God, you take full control of the service, and may the name of the Lord be praised. And just transition now to the message. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here listening today. Lord, may be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you. We love you. pray all these things in your precious son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Welcome to our Sunday service, everyone. Let's begin with today's title. It's a continuation from last week. The title of today's message is called Back to the Basics 2, Part 2, Back to the Basics 2. Let me begin quickly with our main passage here today, found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 21. Beginning with the first verse, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's read it one more time real quick. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen and amen. Let's begin with our first point. From Adam to Christ. From Adam to Christ. Last week, as I pointed last Sunday in Romans chapter 5, that we are all sinners due to Adam because we all come from Adam. He was the first man. But now, it says in Romans 5, now in Christ, we live as a new creation, a created being in Christ. And it is the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ that allows us to go from our old man, our old woman, from Adam and Eve. We transition from Adam to becoming a new person in Christ because of the cross. It is the cross that allows us to transition from Adam to Christ. And this, my friends, is the work of God. Watchman Nee says this, If your great-grandfather had died at the age of three, where would you be? Where would you be, Arlene, if your great-grandfather died? You would have died in him. Your experience is bound up with his. 
And in just the same way, the experience of every one of us is bound up with that of Adam. So we understand right away that we come from a curse that has been bestowed upon Adam and that sinful nature is within each and every single human being. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 6 to 11, For we know that our old self was crucified with him. It's talking about Christ. So that the body ruled by sin, our earthly body, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. If we remain in Adam, we remain in death, we remain in sin. But to be alive again is to die with Christ, to understand that it is the cross that transitions us from Adam to Christ. That's point number one, from Adam to Christ. Point number two, slay the sinner in Christ. Slay, in other words, kill Destroy, slay the sinner in Christ Jesus. And he goes on. He says, man's way is try to suppress sin by seeking to overcome it. God's way is to remove the sinner. It is the divine way. This is the divine way. God sets us free from the dominion of sin, not by strengthening our old man, but by crucifying him, but by crucifying the old self. So the question is how? So point letter A, the cross. B, by becoming weaker. C, by faith. And D, by grace. How the cross, by becoming weaker, by faith, by grace. So the question, how is our worth, how is your worth, Andy, measure in the eyes of God? How does God measure your worth, Arlene? Is it speed? Is it strength? Is it height? Is it physical beauty? Is it intelligence? The answer is no. It is not boasting in worldly things, in what you were born with, with the gifts that you have. But it is boasting in your weaknesses, in our weaknesses. For when we are weak, then God can use us as his powerful instrument. God will never use a strong individual who is full of pride, who is proud, 
and full of themselves, and there is no room for God to work. It is only when we boast in the Lord, not boast in the worldly things, but when we boast in the Lord, then his grace is sufficient for us. For my power is made perfect. Our power is made perfect in weakness. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through 10, I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Can we read verse 5 all together? Ready? One, two, three. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Verse 6, even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In other passages, we hear about Paul boasting about his credentials. A Jew among Jews, he talks about who he is, his worldly status. But if you were to boast in the Lord, we boast in becoming weaker. We must become weaker in order for Christ to work within us. Amen? It's not for us to become stronger. Yes, our faith grows stronger. But the only way to do that is the upside-down kingdom. We grow weaker. And we realize that we are finite beings that I am full of sins, and I am sin because <laughs> I had the sinful nature within me. And the only way to slay the sinner in Christ, how is the cross by becoming weaker, by faith, by grace. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Amen. And amen. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let us turn to our neighbor right now and say, when you are weak, you are strong. Say to yourself, when I am weak, I am strong. In Christ. Amen. And amen. Paul goes on in Ephesians 
particularly here in chapter 2. I'm going to skip over a few verses, but starting with verse 1. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins. Skipping to verse 3. We were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Skipping over to verse 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen. And amen. Because of his mercy, because of his grace, and by faith, and by becoming weaker, and ultimately the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We slay the sinner in Christ. We destroy, we eliminate, and assassinate the sinner. We must assassinate and get rid of the sinner in Jesus Christ. Point number three, eliminate all self-effort in Christ. Eliminate all self-effort in Christ. If you rid of self-effort, then what do we rely on? We rely in Christ's letter A, wisdom, B, revelation, C, knowledge, wisdom, revelation, knowledge. All this has nothing to do with my own self-effort, my own doing. It all comes from the Holy Spirit. It all comes from Jesus Christ. These sub-points are taken from Ephesians 1, 17, where it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. And what do I mean by the definition, wisdom, revelation, knowledge? Wisdom means this. Wisdom means insight. Revelation means to reveal, to disclose, to see, to uncover. Knowledge means discernment, to know what is right and wrong that comes from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. All this is revealed through the work of the Holy Spirit, through the working of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not felt, but it is known to the core of our being. So when we go from sinner, when we slay the sinner, when we die in Christ, when we die with Christ, and we become a new being in the resurrection, when we are resurrected, we know to the core of our being, by our desires, by our conducts, by our actions, by the wisdom that the Lord gives us to know and to discern, to see, to be able to see what the purpose of life is, to know what is wrong and to know what is right. We must rely in Christ's wisdom, in Christ's revelation, in Christ's knowledge. You need to get rid of all self-effort in Christ. 
That's how we slay the sinner in Christ. When you are a new created being, all this is revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Do you live each day in his wisdom, in his revelation, in his knowledge? Or do you, like every animal, by their animalistic instinct, live like an animal? Day to day, no purpose, no hope. Just go with what you feel, what you want to do, what you want to eat. You live each day according to what you want, not what Christ wants from us. May we eliminate all self-effort in Christ. Amen. And lastly, point number four. All praise him. All praise Christ. Amen and amen. In the beginning, I did a prayer found in Psalm 150 where it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The psalmist here teaches us the very basic the truth, and what we all must do as Christians, praise him. Why? Why must we praise him? And how do all these points add up all together? We praise him for what? For it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. It is Finish. Praise him. Why? Why do we praise him? Like the psalmist in Psalm 150. Praise him. Why? For it is finished. Not, Lord, I desire to die. Not, Lord, I wish to be crucified. Rather, we praise him because, yes, Lord, I praise you because I am already dead. Because I am now alive in Christ. Not I might, not I will, but you are dead to your sins. And you are alive in Christ. And because it is finished, that is the only reason that we should have. And the most important reason, one thing. The only reason that we have to praise the Lord. For it is finished. You are no longer the old Andy. You are no longer the old Arlene. You are a new created being in Christ, for you are now dead to your sins. And you are a new created being, a new man, and a new woman. You are no longer bound, doomed to death for all of eternity. But now you have hope for all of eternity in heaven with Christ. For the new man is here, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Now next week, we're going to do a third part in this series. I'm going to continue this on and just really learn the basics of our Christian faith. And we're going to go on and talking about, then what does that mean? Does that mean I am not saved? Then why do I feel temptation? Why do I still sin to this day? And we're going to really tackle that question.
and really understand what it means to die and to slay the sinner in Jesus Christ and to live this new redeemed life that is found in Jesus Christ. How do we navigate this life in freedom, away from guilt and shame? Because every day we sin, every day we make mistakes, every day we fall short of the glory of God. But the scripture makes it very clear that it is the righteousness that is found in Jesus Christ that gives us hope. And hope not just for our present, not scraping away our past only, but hope for the future until we take our final breath here on this earth. So the phrase here, it is finished. By definition, it means this, paid in full. It's declaring that the debt owed to the Father, to God, has been paid in full. The wrath of God has been appeased, appeased by the ultimate, the only sacrifice that matters is the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. The debt that has been scraped away clean forever and completely is not alone. Pay me back. It is a free gift that has been bestowed upon every Christian. It's been scraped away clean forever and completely. Jesus paid off all the debt. What is that debt? It's the debt of sin. Owed by Adam. Adam meaning, hence all of humanity, past, present, and future. How? On the cross. On the cross of our Lord. Jesus Christ. That alone gives us a reason and the only reason to praise Him and to worship Him. You don't praise Him today for the job that you have or the clothing that you have, the food that you have to eat. Yes, those are all secondary, third things. Those are extra things. Well, Father will not take care of their children. But the main thing, we praise Him because I am saved. Because it is finished. It is the finished work of the cross. That alone, that reason alone is enough for me. As the psalmist declares here in Psalm 150, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And amen. So today, may we understand 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 17 and 21. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The transition from Adam to Christ. That transition means to slay the sinner in Christ. How? The cross. By becoming weaker. By faith. And by grace. Reference here, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we understand that as we are dead, we eliminate all self-effort in Christ. Rather, we must rely on 
in Christ's wisdom, revelation, knowledge, insight, to uncover, to see the truth, discernment to know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. As Paul says here in Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, each one of us right now here in this place, the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge that is found in Jesus Christ. And lastly, praise Christ. All praise Him. All praise Christ. Why? For it is finished. Your old self is done. The old man is gone. Amen. And amen. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you to give you peace. And now, may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good in doing his work and his will. And may he continue to work within us what is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray. Amen and amen.